This requirement extends to P12 sports. Face coverings will be required for all indoor recreation, whereas outdoor, where transmission risks and rates are lower, athletes and coaches will not be required to mask. We will continue to encourage school districts to make sure their athletes are tested regularly to catch any potential outbreaks early. It was Governor J.B. Pritzker yesterday announcing, uh, again, a mask mandate for K-12 schools. This after weeks of school districts across the state being told by the state that they can make up their own decisions on their return to school plan, but they had to get back into school. Then you had the CDC reversal uh, saying that even vaccinated individuals need to wear masks indoors, and that included in all K-12 schools. Uh, the governor, after that announcement, saying it's going to be up to local school districts, but also indicating that if they don't follow the CDC guidance, they could face legal repercussions. Yesterday, the governor announcing masks for all staff and students inside schools, regardless of vaccination status. But as you just heard, he extended that to those who are playing youth sports. When I was on vacation uh, earlier the, several weeks ago, um, there was a development in the case challenging Governor J.B. Pritzker's uh, rule last year to require sports have masks, and that was across the spectrum of sports, uh, and ultimately uh, even shutting down of sports uh, that uh, that uh, were, were uh, you know, contact sports like football. We didn't have a football season because the governor ultimately shut that down. Uh, but uh, that case challenging the governor's uh, rules, the governor's mandates about sports and not allowing them, uh, sports are going to be able to move forward now. All right, They, they still are, but you're going to have to wear masks. Not necessarily uh, directly tied to uh, the case my, uh, my next guest has, but it still deals with some of these uh, issues of mandates on schools, and in particular, are we seeing the same types of equal uh, approaches for certain classes of people like student-athletes. So Laura Grahuxky is behind this case. She represents parents that are suing the governor over that prohibition of youth sports last year. Uh, and I wanted to get her reaction to coming back with uh, different mandates now uh, on on youth athletes to have to wear masks. So, Laura, again, just to make sure that you know I'm, I'm clear here, uh, your case doesn't necessarily deal with masks, just with the uneven approach that the governor has taken uh, last year when it comes to youth sports, correct? Uh, well, yes and no. Um, you know, our our case is a equal protection case, uh, fighting for the rights of of uh, school children, high school students in particular, um, in the high school sports here, the cancellation of high school sports, and the egregious restrictions on school sports in this past year, versus the no restrictions on college and professional sports, um, and that continues to be to be the case. This mask mandate is the latest, uh, inter, you know, incarnation of the governor's. Uh, emergency orders uh, where he's really, you know, regardless of vaccination status, well, isn't that it? That's kind of an admission that maybe the vaccines don't work. Uh, you know, so that that's really an issue. If you've been vaccinated, we've been told that the masks are not necessary, and now they're, they're necessary for all indoor ath- athletics. Uh, and yet we still don't have those kinds of restrictions on college and professional sports. So with this uh, latest uh, announcement from the governor, uh, how does that impact your case uh, that you that you brought uh, last year and we're actually starting to see some kind of movement? Does this impact it at all or is it uh, going to be worked into the equation as uh, as the case proceeds? 
Yeah, it's it's actually it's definitely helps our case. Uh, you know, the, there was never really any. Um, although Governor Pritzker's legal team would routinely say, you know, Your Honor, it's moot. You know, we're fine. Everything's good. You know, uh, we never really uh, we, we really weren't um, shaken by that kind of language. <laughs> uh, we knew that this was going to be an ongoing issue that the governor. Uh, would probably reimpose restrictions uh, on school sports and schools in general, uh, school children in general. Uh, so we knew that this was going to be an evolving issue. We knew it was probably going to come back with different waves of the, of, um, of the COVID variants. Um, so we were never really worried about that. Uh, but it definitely bolsters our case. It's like, see, this is what we're this is what we're talking about, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, you know, the uh, the restrictions are not fair. Uh, we're applying them to some people and not others. Uh, school athletes are being uh, unfairly penalized where college and professional sports are allowed to regulate themselves and decide for themselves what's safe. Um, that's It's just not, uh, it's, it violates equal protection. We're talking with Laura Grahuxky. She's an attorney representing parents who sued the governor last year over the prohibition he laid out uh, that uh, kept certain youth sports from being able to happen at all last year. Uh, We saw some of those prohibitions lifted and some of the different orders lifted uh, earlier this year. Uh, And as your lawsuit was moving forward, the governor did make the the argument that, uh, listen, this is all moot now. There's no there's no reason for this lawsuit. That was one of the the reasons they uh, they motioned to dismiss missed the case, uh, the judge here in Sangamon County that has the case uh, denied that motion to dismiss. Uh, and right. uh, when I was out of town, uh, the, the governor finally uh, responded to your initial complaint about this uh, uh, alleged violation of equal protection rights. Uh, so what was, in a nutshell, um, and, and as in layman terms as possible for our listeners, because uh, I know the governor's attorneys, they uh, they get pretty uh, uh, in-depth with some of the um, uh, various <laughs> uh, you know legal sightings that they pull. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. what, what ultimately do, is their response? The governor's response to our why um, he discriminated against high school students in favor of college and professional athletes is that colleges and professional sports have more money. They have more resources to protect themselves, and so they don't need to be regulated, uh, which on its face I think is not even rational. So on, on its face, I don't even think that meets the rational basis standard Given the age group, the age of the athletes, uh, based on the CDC guidelines, the younger people are less likely to be infected or hospitalized or die from COVID versus older people are more likely to be, uh, just by the statistics, uh, are more likely to be. The older you get, the more likely you are to be infected, hospitalized, die from COVID, you know, in general, right? Uh, that's a generalization uh, with exceptions, but that's generally the case. And so based on that statistic also, uh, this uh, these restrictions don't make any sense. So, But his, his main argument is that they have more resources, so don't need to regulate them. But let me, I mean, guess, just ask, uh, uh, even here in this area, uh, in, in central yeah. Illinois, I mean, we've got some school districts that don't have the best facilities. We've got other school districts that look like college stadiums. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty incredible right. uh, the different right. amounts of finances these districts have. Um, so right. I would imagine that that, that, does that poke holes in that argument? Yes, exactly. And that was our argument also. And also, you know, again, uh, taking your uh, perfect example uh, and applying it to colleges, there are colleges that are very tiny, and then there are colleges that have enormous resources. There are there are sports teams who are, you know, semi-professional, 
uh, you know, that have more resources than others. But the other issue is, are they using those resources? Yes, maybe they even have them, but what are they doing with them? There's no regulation. Whereas with the schools, it doesn't really matter how much, how many resources they have or if they had a mitigation plan that was sound. A lot of these high schools uh, came up with uh, amazingly detailed mitigation plans that were rejected by the governor. Uh, so they had no chance at all. Uh, and leaving athletic directors and athletic departments uh, in limbo or destroyed, uh, destroying the the careers of future uh, athletes, college, you know, high school athletes that wanted to, to, you know, go to college based on scholarships. Those those hopes were dashed. Those dreams destroyed. A lot of those kids are not going to college because they can't afford it now. They're not going on scholarship, etc. So, I mean, this had very far-ranging impact, and yet, you know, it, there were really still no regulation of college and professional sports, regardless of resources. And, we, and since there's no regulation, really no way to know what they're actually doing with those resources. We're talking with attorney Laura Grahuxky. She represents parents that are suing uh, the governor because of his COVID-19 um, uh, orders that uh, that are impacting youth sports. Uh, and of course, the latest yesterday, the governor announcing that uh, uh, he is uh, mandating masks for all students in and staff in schools, but also uh, mandating masks for indoor sporting events. He says no no masks for outdoors because it doesn't spread there. Um, Laura, mm-hmm. I greatly appreciate you coming on in, 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 in the day after he makes this announcement uh, to, to get your reaction. But uh, also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess walk us through what's next here, right? Because uh, the, the motion to dismiss was denied, uh, which ultimately right. opens up for the next process here and, and what's called discovery. For those who aren't familiar, discovery is essentially like the beginning of a uh, <laughs> it, it protracted it depends on, I guess, uh, how quick things can get resolved. But uh, yeah. it's it's the beginning of a process of of finding out all the information relevant to a case. So that's where we're at right now. What are you anticipating yeah. getting from the Pritzker administration? Well, you know, based on um, the, the court's recent ruling, the court has basically opened the door to our case to get discovery on Governor Pritzker's emails uh, because they've made uh, the court has made his personal intent or the intent of his administration the issue in terms of determining whether uh, there was a rational basis for this discrimination against high school students. Uh, that we view as an amazing opportunity. Uh, that not only affects impacts our case, but other cases uh, because of the intent issue. So it goes to personal intent uh, to discriminate against high school students and school kids in general. So we view that as an opportunity. But yes, the discovery process can be lengthy. Uh, but that's the, I think the emails, Governor Pritzker's emails to uh, within his administration to the health of you know the um, you know the, his different agencies uh, of uh, charged with you know public health-related issues, uh, anything like that, but also outside um, entities, you know, lobbyists, um, other politicians, um, maybe even uh, owners of sports teams and heads of colleges and their administrations, and his exchanges with the different high schools and the different, uh, in the IHSA, eventually all of that uh, could be very germane to our case and I think also could help other cases. We'll definitely keep posted on uh, what kinds of things you're able to discover in discovery as we watch this case continue to proceed. Laura Grahuxky, an attorney uh, representing parents suing the governor. Uh, and just here real briefly, if you could, I mean, the, the, it's one thing to just talk all the legalese about the lawsuits, but yeah. the governor's actions had real impacts and you've been able to hear these yeah. stories directly from parents. Just convey that to the audience yeah. here if you can in less than a minute. 
Well, one of our one of our plaintiffs, her son uh, Lisa Mara Moore, her son Trevor Kill committed suicide over the restrictions last October. But all the, the number of the parents, all the parents that have come to me, I've heard cases about hospitalizations due to depression, uh, mental health issues, uh, bulimia, kids now having bulimia, and then thousands of kids who've lost the opportunity to go to college over the loss of their their sports scholarships. It's uh it's really a tragic, and it's worse than you and I will ever know. Laura Grahuxky, again, appreciate it. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you.